One of the challenges that many people face when presented with God as he is revealed in the Bible is that he is revealed as the ultimate judge. And it is revealed that he will one day judge all of the earth. In fact, Isaiah chapters 13 through 23, which we're going to begin in just a couple of days, are an image that God presents of him bringing judgment upon all of the nations around Israel during the time of Isaiah. The judge is bringing wrath and vengeance and judgment, punishment on all of those peoples at that time. And then in Isaiah chapter 24, there is an ultimate judge, which appears to be upon the entire earth, which I'm not sure that that's actually happened quite yet. This idea of God as ultimate judge and there being an ultimate judgment, it bothers people. It bothers people that God is a judge of all the earth. It bothers people that God is revealed as the one who will one day judge people in the afterlife with an eternal death, an eternal punishment, which we commonly think of as hell. But there are some things that you should consider if this bothers you. First, understand that if God as judge is something that really bothers you, it only really bothers people who live in what we would call the weird world in our modern or postmodern times. And when I say weird world, that means the Western, educated, industrialized, rich, and democratic world. If you live in that part of the world, it probably bothers you and maybe offends you that God is the ultimate judge. That is probably an indication that you are actually in the weird world where you've had a pretty good life. Relatively speaking, you have had a very good life. You haven't really experienced extreme predation or malevolence. You probably have never had to worry about the possibility of thuggish gangs coming through your town or your village and looting and ravishing and killing virtually anything that stands before them. Something like that seems to be completely foreign to you. You can be upset and you can even protest that there are failures in law enforcement and you expect that there will be justice from the justice system to deal with those failures in law enforcement. Just recognize that that is a privilege and it is a privilege that I'm grateful for. I was born and raised in the safety and the security of the paradise of Southern California. This is a great place to live, a great time to live. I don't have to worry about letting my kids go outside and play virtually ever. Maybe your life hasn't been as beautiful or as safe and secure as mine, but if God as judge offends you, you've probably been moderately safe and secure. For everyone else, God as judge isn't something that is offensive. God as judge is a relief. It is a blessing. It is hopeful. The idea of ultimate justice, the idea of eternal punishment, those things are a blessing to people who have never really experienced true justice in this life. If you've experienced the predation of wicked people in this world, then you have a great hope when you trust that there will be an ultimate justice, that those people will receive eternal punishment in the end. That is a blessing and that is an encouragement and a hope to those people who have experienced real injustice in this world. So that's the first thing to consider. Second thing you should understand is that God's justice and judgment is righteous justice and righteous judgment. I know that may be hard for you to understand or hard for you to grasp because you're seeing justice and judgment through your inability to be perfectly righteous and just yourself. We are not perfectly righteous or just. And even the best expressions of our justice systems don't always render perfectly right justice. There are people 
because of privilege and position sometimes, who seem to escape justice. They do wrong things and justice doesn't come upon them. And even under the best expression of human justice systems, that happens. And then there are people who, because they have very little position or privilege, they are unjustly judged. They experience false convictions under, again, even the best expressions of human justice systems. So because of injustice or not totally just justice systems, we can't really imagine righteous judgment. Even when we do the best that we can with what we have as it relates to justice systems, now, I know we can easily produce dozens and hundreds of examples where our Western justice systems have failed, but as justice systems throughout human history have been, the justice system in the West, in places like the United States, Canada, Western Europe, they have been pretty good for generations. We have moderate expectations of justice when something unjust or criminal has happened. We do our best with what we have. And what is our best? Well, our best is a jury of your peers that sees evidence and hears testimony. And then we have those people go make a decision and their decision has to be a unanimous decision of guilt or the indicted party is acquitted. This is the best that we can do. We see evidence and we hear testimony. And even when you have 12 jurors and maybe even the best evidence and the best testimony, jurors and juries sometimes render wrong decisions. And because that is the case, we just can't imagine in our minds an ultimate judge because we judge the judge by our inability to be just. So as a result, you just can't imagine the idea of an ultimate judge. And it bothers you that God in the Bible is revealed as the ultimate judge. But you need to accept that God, he isn't like you. In fact, God is so far removed from anything like you and me that we can't even describe the distance with things like God's character is so far from you like New York is from Brisbane. It's more like God's character is so far from you than it is like Los Angeles is to the other side of the universe. Actually, God is so far removed from us, so high from us. He is completely outside of our universe and untouched by any of the brokenness and unrighteousness of this world. So let's for a moment consider what God, the judge, is like. Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 11, sees a vision of the coming righteous judge, the one who will come one day to the world through the lineage and line of a man named Jesse, who was the father of the Jewish king David. And Isaiah sees this vision in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge with the sight of his eyes, nor decide with the hearing of his ears. Remember, that's the best we can do. We see evidence and we hear testimony, but this righteous judge, he will not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness, he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins, and faithfulness the belt of his waist. He will judge with righteous judgment. He will judge equitably, even for those who are poor and have no privilege. He will slay and destroy only those that are truly wicked. God can do this because he sees and knows not only the externals of man, but the internals. He judges and tests the heart. 
The heart of man is desperately wicked above all things, says Jeremiah in Jeremiah 17, verse 9. It's desperately wicked. Who can know it? But then God says, I, the Lord, search the heart and I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. The Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So if it bothers you that God is the ultimate judge who will one day judge ultimately, that's an indication that you don't understand true justice from a righteous judge. It's only because you can't imagine a righteous judge. But if you begin to understand that the judge of all the earth will do right and righteously, then his ultimate judgment would be a comfort and a hope for you because there will be justice for those who have done wrong in the end. Something to think about. We'll see you next time.